in a coffee shop in a city, which is every coffee shop in every city on a day, which is every day. Hello, friends. <laughs> we have um we have a co-host and an interviewee today on Barista Unfiltered. Welcome to the show. This is our 26th episode of Barista Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to the life and times of baristas. They tell us what's brewing in their lives and work in this free-flowing and unfiltered podcast. I'm Jody Lee. And I'm Austin Miller. And our backup singer is Corbin Wiggins. <clears throat> She's our guest today, and she is one of my favorite people ever. Like, I've been knowing her since the day she was born, and I absolutely adore her. She is my 16-year-old cousin from North Carolina visiting me in Colorado on her spring break. And she is soon going to start her first big job out of the house as a barista at Starbucks. Welcome to the podcast, my dear. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Corbin. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> First thing we want to know is what kind of coffee did you have this morning? Well, I didn't have any coffee this morning because I woke up late, but I did make some yesterday. And tell us what you made, how you made it. Give us some details. Okay, well, it's out of this little thing. What little thing? What's it called? I don't really know. It's, it's from it, Italy. It sounds like a joker, but it's not. It's a mocha okay. pot. Oh, yeah. Mocha pot. I don't know the exact name of it. Now you do. But yeah. Okay. Had so you had you had one of that? Had you had coffee from one of those before? No, I hadn't. So tell us about making coffee in a mocha pot. It's just put the water in the little bottle and then you ground up the beans and you put them in the little funnel little funnel thing and then <laughs> you screw the top on and then you put it on, on heat until it makes and then you take it off and put ice in a cup and milk and Coffee. What else do you put in your coffee besides ice and milk? There's a little something else you're doing to it that's pretty fancy. Uh, so I mix sugar in with my coffee before I put it in my milk and my ice. And after that, I put vanilla in it. Like real vanilla, like cooking vanilla. And then you, she stirs it up. So she's making a homemade vanilla latte. But are you putting the sugar like in with the coffee grounds? No. Oh, is that I, a thing? Well, <laughs> you'll probably get in a lot of trouble if you do that at Starbucks. Like when you're making, I don't even know if you guys like, I don't know if Starbucks, um, you know, puts espresso in their thing anymore, but yeah, that's, I think there's a name for it. Um, I don't know if it's called a Cubano. I may be getting, be getting this wrong, but people will put sugar inside the, um, the espresso thing, but like, in recent years, people have kind of realized that that's not great for the espresso machine, which usually costs about $10,000. Um, and it has sugar go up inside of it. Um, there was one machine that I worked on that we used to do that. And um, there was little like crystals of sugar inside of the machine. So after it, so we ended up having to get a new machine. And so after that, they were like, never again. And I think I a lot hate of people. That. I, I don't like sugar in my coffee. So if I was tasting it, that would gross yeah, me out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I don't think that really happens that much anymore, 
But well, um, there are customers time. who will argue with you and want you to do it. And you're like, if you want to pay yeah. for this machine, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're doing it in a mocha pot, though, you could clean it all out. Like, you know, if you did it and it didn't work. or Right. You know. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a whole different ballgame. And it might actually be really good. I, don't I know. wish you'd try it. Because it would caramelize the sugar. That's the <gasps> thing. Because it puts it at that high heat. Do you think we would have to use the same amount of sugar that we're using now or less? Uh, I, I would say less, but I don't know. I don't know. All I've right. We're, we're going to try that this afternoon. I'm up for changes. Listen, we're only like two minutes <laughs> into the podcast and you're already learning stuff. Um, so Corbin just started making uh, my coffee like two or three days ago. And that's like the best thing ever to have somebody in your house that's making coffee for you. No, I've never had that before. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. I've, I've also never had anyone clean my house for me. Um, and I imagine that would be delightful. But I think somebody who makes your coffee is even more delightful. Corbin's eyes got really big when you said clean my house for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't know this was a part of the job. <laughs> it's not. She's on spring break. I totally dote on her all week long. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. Um, so I want to ask you, do you remember the first cup of coffee you had? And, and can you tell us about that? I really honestly don't remember the first cup of coffee I've had. I think you're of the generation of people who are just growing up with coffee everywhere. Like, you know, Italians are that way, but, um, have been that way for hundreds of years, but Americans really haven't been into coffee like they are now. So I think that that we're going to have another teen on our show in a couple of weeks. And I'm be curious to see if, if he can like target the time he started coffee. Cause for us, like, you know, us old folks, like I remember my first cup of coffee. Do you Austin? Um, I remember the age I was when I started having coffee, but I don't yeah. really remember like the very first time I know I started when I was like 11, 11. Wow. Yeah. yeah like, I remember, <clears throat> I remember, drinking coffee without anything in it and i was like what is this <laughs> why <laughs> why and, well well you think you wonder when you first when you're young and you try it for the first time you're like why does it smell so good but it tastes so bad because <laughs> it didn't you can't because <laughs> yeah. it's sm- i always thought coffee was like one of the best smells that there ever was like opening you know like my parents would have like a little jar with coffee in it and i would just go and smell it that i thought it smelled the best of anything I've ever smelled, but then I'd drink it and I'd be like, "Oh, this is awful! Yeah. It's, it's a bitter." <laughs> <laughs> so your parents didn't put coffee or put sugar or cream in their coffee. Well, this was the '80s, so we had the little like saccharin pills, and there you you probably have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, Corbin. But they were like these little like they they looked like Alka Seltzer, like they were like these little pills, and you dropped them in your coffee, and they. They sweetened it. It was like a sugar substitute kind of thing. Um, but then I then I realized that that was disgusting too, and so I started putting like loads of sugar and milk in my coffee. Oh man! <laughs> oh, man. I think everybody who likes coffee starts off with um, sugar and some sort of cream or milk in it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then you just like phase yourself out of that. Yeah. Because now, it's Cor- living on your hips and thighs. Corbin, have you started doing the like espresso drinks at all yet? No, I haven't. I haven't been in the store yet. Like I've, I've just went through the interviews and like the drug test and everything, the background check. 
He said to call whenever I get back from vacation, and then we'll set up sometimes then. Yeah, I did, he I, hasn't actually started the job yet. I didn't know that they would start people at 16. That's great. I, I didn't either. It didn't even occur to me to tell her to go ask for a job there because I thought uh-huh. she was too young. But she has an inside scoop. She's a fantastic uh, networker on the internet and in real life. <laughs> um, so her, your friend, tell them who got you the job. My friend Haley. We've been friends since fourth grade, fifth grade. And her, I'm really close with their family. And her dad works at a grocery store that the Starbucks is in. It's called Harris Teeter. And he's the produce manager there. So he knows all the managers, and he's worked there for a while. So he just kind of, like, slid my name in there and just got the job. (laughs) Yeah, she really lucked into it. He was like, you already have the job. You just have to go make a good impression on yourself. And I was like, okay, I can do that. (laughs) Well, tell us. Some people don't know what a Harris Teeter is. It's like a King Supers or... Safeway. Yeah. Safeway we have here. Yeah. 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 But it it has the best jingles, I think. You know, remember the jingles from the nineties? My Harris Teeter. Yeah. I think, I think Harris Teeter is like between Safeway and Whole Foods. Like it's a little bit better than, or it's like in the South there's Food Lion. um, And then there's Harris Teeter and then there's Whole Foods. So it's kind of like this in between grocery store. What's that other one I'm thinking about? Something, something market. Oh, Fresh Market. Oh, yeah. That's kind of in there with the, like, Harris Teeter style. Well, where would where would Piggly Wiggly be on that hierarchy? Oh, Piggly Wiggly's in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> right? Piggly Wiggly is superlative, in, even if only for its name, I think. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about life of a teenager. Because we're so far from that. Uh, tell us, do you have a favorite hangout in your hometown? Um, like, not like a place, like a food chain. But I, I spend a lot of time at my friend Haley's house. And we just go wherever we want. Well, you're just about to get your license. So you think that's going to shift? Are you still going to hang out at people's houses? Or are you going to, like, get out there and find a place? I think... I think I'll hang out with at their houses, but then we might go to a certain place and mm-hmm. like hang out for a little bit and then go back to their house. Do you think that your friends are going to hang out at the Starbucks once you start working there? <laughs> I don't know because my friend's dad works there, so it's going to be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> they might but have to find another coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. um, well, tell us. Like, what's, what's life like as a 16-year-old? It's a lot of social media. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on, and you just peer pressure about not being good enough, and you just have to be yourself through it all. Do they, um, do, in school, do they kind of, like, tell you these days about how you need to curate your social media or, or have your social media um um, kind of be ambitious or, you know, like to go to college, do you have to have like the right social media set up kind of thing? Yeah. They kind of say like, I mean, it's the same old, same old. Don't post anything that you wouldn't want your college professors to see or anything like that or your like managers. But 
at the same time, they're like, well, you kind of have to have this little sense of yourself that isn't like who you really are. It has to be like your perfect self or your idea of what you want to be. And, and and you actually hear that through from teachers and yeah, interesting. They're, they're just like you have to go to college. Like you should, you're in, you're a sophomore in high school. You should have your life planned out already. And I was sitting there thinking. I was like, most twenty year olds don't know what they want to do with their life. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, uh, the 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 way social media and the way the internet has changed because uh, I think for for me and Jody's uh, generation, like as we were getting into college, that was when the internet was really first coming to be, and um and it was really uh it was really a mode for like radical self expression. Um, you could find people who were like you when it, you know we were just emerging from a time where it was like people were more isolated because there wasn't an internet, so you. You know, there you 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 were able to use the like. Say you had like a really unusual talent, like like yodeling, um, and you were the only person in your town who was a yodeler, um, and you you kind of learned somehow. You know, like maybe you had Swedish American parents or something like that, and then you learn to yodel, and then you find out you go on the internet and you realize that there's like all these other teenagers out there who know how to yodel, and you connect with them, and that I feel like that was kind of the internet, but there wasn't this, there wasn't this like uh, pressure to sort of like have this persona. And I think that's like something that's different with your generation now. It's actually, it can be a, it can be a conforming force rather than an expressive force sometimes. And, and that's probably something you have to navigate for yourself. Right. Right. And there's a fair amount of, um, well, I mean, I think that's how they keep in contact. Like we used to sit by the phone. So it's just like, hey, what you doing? What are you eating? How are you? There's some of that going on. But then right. it can get out of hand when, you know, when one bad thing happens, somebody says something mean about somebody. And then all of a sudden, everybody's jumping in on either side and just creating a bunch of like drama around something that could have just been like a quick snippy remark in the hall has turned into this long thread and everybody's weighing in. Have you been seeing that happen, Corbin? Like, uh, really? Yes, a lot. And it's just that someone will say something and then all of their friends will hop on it and like boost it as we call it. Boost it. We just boost it. And then we just, it turns into something like longer than it should be. And whenever something like that happens, nobody really lets it go. So like whenever they look at this person and this person, they're like, oh yeah, they had a problem. Let's beef it up again. And so it just keeps going on. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like, remember when fights used to break out in middle school? Two people have a problem. And then all of a sudden it's 12 people fighting and there's a teacher that breaks it all apart eventually. But it's like social media is that fight magnified times thousands and there's no teacher. And there's no forgetting about it the next day because it's all up there. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like yeah we'd be out in this we'd be out in the schoolyard and somebody yell fight fight and everybody <laughs> would come running everybody would come running you know yeah so it's the same psychology the same behavior but it's just through a different form Network. And, yeah yeah 
and it's kind of never ending, you know? So I think our natures really haven't changed. It's just magnified and amplified by this new medium. And once it goes away, somebody brings it back up and they're just like, Oh, Hey, remember this? And then it just starts over again. And it's just crazy. I know it's crazy. Well, tell us about fun times as a teenager. What do you do for fun? Um, I like to spend time with my friends and my family, and I like talking to people and, like, networking. And I also like, like listening to music, like pop music. I like anywhere from – oh, man. I like all the artists, honestly. Like, Panic at the Disco. I like Hasley. I like – Halsey. Halsey, whatever her name is. Um, I like Bruno Mars. The one you're listening to all the time right now is Ariana Grande. Yes, that and Billie Eilish. Eilish. What's that song? I like it. I want it. It's called Seven Rings. Have you heard that one, Austin? No. Okay, sing some of it. It's like... I want it. I like it. I get it. I got it. No. It's like, (laughs) you like my hair? Gee, thanks. thanks. Just bought it. I see it. I I like it. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. (laughs) It's real heavy. Yeah. I'll post a link uh, in the show notes so you guys can hear it. It's like a play (laughs) on sounds of music. Yeah. It starts with like raindrops on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the different lyrics. It's like, um, oh, man. I know. I can't remember lyrics. Um, It's. (laughs) (laughs) It's. Okay, we'll just post it. Yeah, it's okay. If it comes to you, just start singing. Um, so that I mean, that's a whole lot. You're doing a lot for fun. Your life sounds like it's fun. Yeah, I, I like a bunch of different music. Like I even like the '80s music, and I know that's really weird for a teenager in this generation. But I really like. I guess my inspiration on '80s music would be Journey. Like, don't stop believing and all that because that's just what I grew up on and I've learned to love it and it made me happy. We've listened to that song just about every day. <laughs> and now, are your parents uh, Jody's age? No, they're older. My dad is like, he's Newhall's age. He's 50. Yeah. My dad's 50. Yeah. So he's like growing up around that time. He loved oh, that yeah. music. He too. loved that music. So, I just kind of like grew up into it. It's funny. I, I work with people who are um, a good deal younger than me now. And um, a lot of times, you know, there's some of them that they'll have like this knowledge of 80s music and they'll bring out like all the 80s stuff. And I, there was one time when I was like, well, how do you how do you know to play this playlist when, you know, this music is way before you were born? And they were like, I have the Internet, too. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's all. And, and when I think back, you know, like we, you know, growing up as teenagers, we knew about 60s music and, yeah, you know, at least the really popular stuff. They now, the, now, now kids these days have a more knowledge of more obscure, you know, like less known 80s music, too, um, yeah. which I think that that's thanks to the Internet. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I thought I would have to teach her all of that. And we mm-hmm. were on a road trip one day and I had Pandora 80 station playing. And I was like, ah, I just want to listen to a couple songs and then we'll switch it to something cooler. And she was just in the back seat knowing all the lyrics to all yep. of it at like <laughs> age 12. <laughs> I was like, 
how do you know this stuff? Like, that's really cool that you know Prince and Madonna. And She's like, I have the internet too, Jody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's, there's very little I can teach her. I can teach her about the mocha pot, and that's about it. She's ahead of me on all the other things. She only showed me once, and I was like, can I make your coffee? Let's do it. I know. If you if you, if you ever make coffee with a mocha pot, you know it's um, it's a bit like a chemistry experiment. Like, it. It, you know, you have to fit it together just right. You have to get the grinds, the coffee grounds in there just right. You have to watch it. And she just nailed it. So and she's a quick learner. Um, you're already super busy with school. And now you're going to tack on a J-O-B. Are you concerned at all that you're going to stress yourself out? Just a little bit, but I can't let that get to me. Because I'm not going to be working many days a week. So I won't have that many hours. So I'll still be able to, like, maintain my study schedule and my homework you think you're gonna be okay I think I will once I get past the training and the freaking out of I don't know what the heck I'm doing (laughs) we've talked to a lot of Starbucks baristas in the last couple days just because I have a lot of friends that are baristas and they've been giving her good advice on how to handle like all the information she's gonna get in her training Um, so you've got a lot of inside scoop for somebody who's just starting (laughs) Um, so I always find that I give out great advice, but I don't always take my great advice. And so before you get all stressed out, I thought maybe we would get your advice. If you were talking to a friend <laughs> who is stressed out about their job and trying to balance their work and life and school schedule, like if your friend uh, Haley came to you and told you she's all stressed out, like what would you say to her? Don't. Don't stress <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, I would say that is, it's, stress is worry. I, I guess that's what I would maintain around. And worry is wasteful, as my dad always tells me, but it's hard not to worry whenever you're so nervous. And I would just tell her to breathe. And if you're so stressed out, I would tell her to like, like a laptop, restart it, like power it down and turn it back on. And maybe listen to some music, like classical music, while you're doing whatever it is that stresses you out. Because classical music usually, like, helps you just calm down. Even though I really don't like classical music. (laughs) Because it makes you too calm? Yeah. (laughs) So basically, like, just sit, breathe, meditate, take a nap if you can, get a lot of rest. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, just take care of yourself. Right. And sometimes you just have to let go and know that you're doing the best you can. And if you have the best of intentions and you're doing the best that you can and you know that, then then what more can you do? So, like, uh, you'll learn that in a rush. Like, when you're, you know, if you're working at Starbucks, if you're working at any kind of, uh, like, food service place, too, you'll reach this moment where you're called, like, in the weeds. And when you say you're in the weeds, that means, like, you know, you've got a million things and there's just no way that you can do them all at once. Um, so at that point, you just kind of have to keep doing the best you can, but realize you're doing the best that you can. And so you can't, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. You know, right. if, if, if something happens, you just kind of like let it roll off your back and just keep plugging along. I was um, telling Corbett about what Bug said. You remember her her story last week about, I'm sorry you had an unfortunate breakfast experience. (laughs) (laughs) Corbett is going to use that if she gets any customer complaints. (laughs) Tell what you're going to say. I'm sorry you had such an unfortunate coffee experience. 
<laughs> yes. Bye-bye. Now, how could you be mad at that face? How could you yeah. be mad? <laughs> <laughs> She's got some strategies. Um, let's get a little bit personal here. Um, what's had the biggest impact on your life, good or bad? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, my grandma has helped me in a lot. And I think we've helped each other in some ways because my mom passed away when I was nine and I had to deal with family situations and where I was going to live. And most of my family disagreed with my dad. And that was just a whole big thing. So me and my grandma kind of like grieved together whenever I like got out of shock. And she just kind of has guided me through my life and helped me with things that I didn't know what to do. Like she's helped me along my ways. Yeah, she's been a real guiding light for you. Yeah. So has she, guys. <laughs> she, she's, she's helped me in a lot of ways too. She's helped me realize, she's helped me get out of Gastonia. And if you're from North Carolina, you know that Gastonia is not the place to be. And so she's just helped me realize a lot of things about myself and just helped me to grow as a person. Well, I mean, Corbin's delightful. Uh, we've been in love since, well, I've been in love with her since she was one year old and she's been in love with everybody she sees since she pretty much got here on the planet. So she's, um, she's one of the best people ever. And uh, anything I can do to support her, of course I want to do, but I just love watching her grow and change and, you know, develop into this lovely person. She's always moving forward. So all I do is just clear a little path in front of her. That's really how I see my role. <laughs> you're, it looks like you're going in this direction. Let me just clear these weeds out for you. That's pretty much what I do. Um, you have a grateful heart, which is a beautiful thing everyone should have, um, or, or at least strive to find that in yourself. We all have it somewhere. Things that we're grateful for are a, a great point to ponder on a daily basis. And I know you think a lot about what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. So you want to share like three things you're grateful for today in particular? Okay. So today would be one of the things that I'm grateful for was waking up, obviously. With dogs pouncing on your bed? <laughs> Maybe not that part. <laughs> Maybe not that part, but waking up and having a place to be in a family that loves me. And no matter what, I know that they'll stick by me. Even if they don't support my choices, they'll always like be there for me. And another thing is probably this podcast because it's, it's helping me broaden, broaden my horizon a little bit because I've never done a podcast before. So like, this is my first time. And it's just something new to try. And a third would be food because <laughs> I woke up and I was hungry. So I get all that nutrients so my body can like flourish. And food's never going to let me down. This what is unscripted, folks. We, uh, we had some leftover pancakes and um, I made her an egg and some bacon. Um, but you know, if you're not in the habit of thinking of things that you're grateful for, uh, just make yourself a little sticky <clears> note somewhere and just do this, you know, a couple times a day. It, it can be so simple. It can just be like, wow, that crispy bacon was on point. I'm real thankful for that. But just sort of cultivating gratitude in your heart is a good practice to get into. Do you do that, Austin? I do. 
you just sit and savor a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you can learn anything from Corbin, um, it's, it's that cause she really is, she's fantastic at doing that. Uh, let's see. Okay. So during Corbin's visit to Colorado, we have been reading to each other from Shel Silverstein's book of poems, where the sidewalk ends and Brian Andreas's book called story people. And in it, there are art, like little vignettes and filled with art and just simple words that are adorable stories. And we wanted to share a few of those with you. So I'll let Corbin go first. She's going to read to you the story <laughs> called Dark Garden. Yes. So this one's called Dark Garden. And it says, I once had a garden filled with flowers that grew only on dark thoughts, but they needed constant attention. And one day I decided I had better things to do. What do you think of that, Austin? That's pretty great. Do you need me to read it again? Yeah, read it again. I always need to hear that one twice. Okay. I once had a garden filled with flowers that grew only on dark thoughts, but they need constant attention. And one day I decided I had better things to do. Snap. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I love that one. Some of them are real funny and some of them are odd, weird, and like I'm going to read a weird one. And some of them are really poignant. And the best ones are all of those things, you know. He told me the best way to make coffee was to add an egg. So I did. And he looked at the strands floating in his cup and decided, to have tea instead. <laughs> that one was called egg, egg coffee. Tea, egg coffee. <laughs> and then Shel Silverstein is just the best. So this is a poem written by Shel Silverstein that I'm going to dedicate to Corbin as we wrap up our episode. It's called Listen to the Mustn'ts. Listen to the mustn'ts, child. Listen to the don'ts. Listen to the shouldn'ts, the impossibles, the won'ts. Listen to the never-haves, then listen close to me. Anything can happen, child. Anything can be. Good one. That was a really good one. Um, Well, as we wrap up, we want to hear about your favorite three coffee houses of all time, if you have them. So I don't think I have three because I haven't, like, traveled that much. And she sleeps a lot. I do sleep. When I'm getting coffee, so I have a hard time showing her all these places. But she wakes up too early. I do wake up too early. But the one in Chapel Hill that she's taken me to, it's near the campus of UNC Chapel Hill, and it's called Cafe Driotti. Yeah. And it's a really cute scene, and there's trails behind it, and there's just it's beautiful. The do you coffee remember, is beautiful. Do you remember the little gnome? doors on the trees when you were there the yeah woods. yeah and the buffalo the random buffalo the buffalo yeah <laughs> yeah i remember the buffalo you know, and the bathroom differently the bathroom window did you notice the bathroom window is it made out of um it's got a really unusual glass bottle? in it yeah it looks like yeah. a wine bottle kind of yeah the people are the people there are just really sweet and it's a really quiet environment to just sit and relax. Hey, do you remember that little old lady that was playing a board game? I do. Was it checkers? I do. No, it was chess. Chess. And her, she was 80. Mary. Her Mary. name was Mary. And she had Mary, sweet- did she have glasses 
and yeah. like dark hair, but but pretty great. I know Mary. Oh my gosh, she's yeah. so sweet. She's yeah. so fragile and so old, but she's so sweet. She was. We saw her. I think we went two days in a row or something, or maybe we went on the way to the beach and on the way back. Anyway, Corbin noticed her and you know, started chatting her up. Um, and she goes there and plays chess with her friend who um, drives her around town running errands. So, wow. Old people. Isn't I see, <laughs> it's been 11 years, more than 12 years since I've worked there. Um, so, so Mary was older, but she was still getting around real good right. when I, uh, so yeah, I, I would imagine she's a good bit older now. That's yeah, she's crazy still getting about. around really good. She won't. She doesn't need much much assistance. She just needs help. It's so the good driving. to hear. Mm-hmm. I love to hear that she's still hanging out there. Yeah, Isn't that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I had I don't think I'd ever noticed her, but Corbin found her real quick and made friends with her first. Did she tell you what her job was? No. Before she retired, I think she was a professor of some sort. Oh, I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't end up talking to her. Corbin was the one who ended up talking to her. Yeah. I I love seeing old people. I love hearing their stories and talking to them. That's why she hangs out with me. And just interacting (laughs) with them. (laughs) I like meeting new people, too. New people are my thing. Like Austin. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to end this episode. And I, I hate that it has to come to an end, but it does. Um, as we wrap up, we want to thank Corbin Wiggins for being with us today. Corbin, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you this morning. Oh, of course. It was a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> and we want to thank all our listeners for joining us. We want to hear from you guys. Please send us emails at info at baristaunfiltered.com. Let us know if you've got a barista friend we need to feature or a coffee industry expert that we need to chat to chat with on our show. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Thank you for everybody who has made time to subscribe to us on YouTube. If you haven't already, get on there and hit subscribe. If you've got time to write us a nice review on Apple's podcast iTunes app, that would be fantastic because that helps us find new listeners. We got some podcast patrons now through Patreon. So if you want to join the cool kids and support our podcast, hit us up at patreon.com slash barista unfiltered. I'm Jody Lee. And I'm Austin Miller. Y'all be good and stay caffeinated, friends. For the beagle. Oh, and there's a beagle in the background if you're on YouTube. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.